Hey friends, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in. Today is Friday, January the 8th. And today we're going to talk a little bit about courage and why I think God's word is so clear that Christianity, particularly in times of crisis, requires it. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys uh, are amazing. We continue to get voicemails in and messages over at Mailbox Monday. If you guys have a question or a topic you would like to see me discuss here at Off the Bench, uh, you can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, or you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. I don't know why I have such a hard time saying that. It's like my tongue, every time I put those two consonants together, just hates me. <laughs> I, don't really know. I don't really know why that is. Uh, tonight and tomorrow, we are having a group of people come to the Homeschool Resource Center. And if you could be praying for us, you know, we're really seeking the Lord for wisdom. We never started the Homeschool Resource Center thinking, oh, we'll help other people do it. But the Lord has really put it on our heart to do that. And so uh, we're going to take a, a stab at it this weekend. We got people coming in literally from all over the country. And frankly, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to spend a little bit of time worshiping the Lord together and seeking him as we should be doing right now. It's probably never been more important than it is right now. And so uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for so much for praying for us. We really greatly appreciate uh, all that you are doing to encourage us and just to help us as we kind of um, muddle our way through because really we're doing the same thing that you guys are doing and we're all just muddling our way through. I want to give a quick shout out to some people who are supporting the podcast. Anna from Austin, Texas. Thank you so much, Anna. We appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all that you guys are doing to help us get the word out there. Annie from uh, Albany. Thank you so much. Amy, it looks like. Amy from Albany, Oregon. Thank you very much. Uh, for those of you who have been writing in and saying, hey, we've decided to go ahead and uh, homeschool our children and bring them up in the ways of the Lord. Can I just say right now, that is really what we pray for all the time here is that people who listen to this would be motivated to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. It has probably never been more important than it is right now. And so we just want to say thank you for those of you who are not just listening to the words that we're saying, but you're actually taking it to heart and you're saying, okay, you know, Lord, what would you have me do? And remember yesterday, that's what we were talking about is, Lord, what would you have us do? That's the question that we should be asking. And in fact, it's always the question that we need to ask, Lord, what do you want? Uh, we've spent so much time saying, Lord, this is what we want. Lord, would you, you know, please help us. Lord, please save us. And there's no guarantee. Jesus has never given any of us a guarantee that we would not struggle. And in this world, in this life, the opposite is actually true. But we don't need to be discouraged. And I want to move you away from that place. I know a lot of you listening to this are frustrated by what's happening around you. And frankly, I think that's an appropriate response. If you're not frustrated, you're not paying attention. And we need to be watching what's going on and then just saying, Lord, what do you want us to do? Someone asked me yesterday, you know, why did I say I believe that there are dark days ahead? Uh, because there are. Uh, the Bible tells us this. Things are going to get harder and harder and harder before the end of the church age, before God raptures the church. And then they're going to get even harder in the period of the great tribulation. But you know what? We, we live in dark days, yes, but we serve a good, good father. 
He's a good father. And can I just encourage you for those of you who who sit there and and you're and you you know you want to kind of you know sink down into this place of depression because you feel overwhelmed by it. This God does not want you to feel overwhelmed. The things that we are up against right now are going to require courage. The cultural Marxism that is absolutely in the culture right now, where one minute you can say one thing's okay and the next minute it's not, where they are forcing people to shutter their businesses. You guys, this is kind of the new era that we are entering right now, and it's going to require courage. And I remember a long time ago, uh, when my daughter was still in elementary school and she stumbled across a big, bold lie at our small town library. And the lie was being told through the pages of a beautifully illustrated children's book. And she picked up the book and brought it to me, you know, mama here, you know, can you read this to me? And I'm telling you what, you guys, this beautiful daughter of mine, her innocent brown eyes just pierced right into me. And she said, can I change into a boy? Because that was the message of the book. This, this is before I understood that I can't actually just let my kids go look at books in the library anymore. And I'm sitting there in this library in Multnomah County, Oregon, right? In the most liberal, crazy, wackadoo, you know, so many lies there. And the church is playing, uh, unfortunately, a role in it. And uh, I didn't want to talk to her about it. And my palms got sweaty and my heart was racing and I was trying to take notice of my surroundings. This is how you know that you are in a Marxist uh, era. When you're worried about who's overhearing what your kids are saying, or you're worried that someone's going to hear that you're a Trump supporter, or you're worried that someone's going to hear that you are a conservative or, or heaven forbid, a Christian. And I was worried about that. Well, of course, my daughter who's asking me, can I change into a boy? She knew the answer. But the beautiful pictures that were in that book made the lie seem appealing. And this is how Satan has operated from the beginning of time. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. He's mastered the art of the beautiful lie. And as a result, parents are now facing hard questions from their kids. Hard questions require hard answers. And in this case, and in the case of many things that are going to be coming in the days ahead, they require hard truth. A bold lie can only be answered with bold truth. Have you guys ever had to tell your kids a hard truth? You see, the culture right now is warring against the truth of God's word. And everything from our personal identity to the value of human life is hanging in the crosshairs. And as followers of Jesus, our first responsibility to our children is to be ambassadors for him. And these days, this takes courage. Are you asking your, your, uh, are your children asking you difficult questions? Take them to the word of God. Have the courage to engage with your children, even when it's hard. You see, the Bible has the answers to every situation that you're going to face. And so if you're struggling right now to take courage, I want you to, uh, I want you to be encouraged to take heart because the Lord of heaven's armies is by your side. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You guys, I wrote a little book. It's like $2.99. It's called Bible Promises for Moms. And I, I'm going to encourage you guys to to pick up that little book today. And if you can buy them like in packs of 10, the reason we did them so cheap uh, is because we want you to keep them with you and give them to people. And I just read a little tiny, they're little tiny devotions. The one I just read you was about courage, little tiny devotions that have uh, promises from God's word in the, in this little book on everything from adoption to eternity, to the future, to God's will, to grief, a heartbreak, where we can find hope, 
um, mentoring, motherhood, for goodness sake, what it means to wait uh, when you're struggling with regret. What does the Bible say about prayer? What does it say about priorities? What does it say about worry? All of these things are in this little gem of a book called Bible Promises for Moms. Again, it's like, I think it's like $2.99. We hope you'll buy them in like a pack of 10 and hand them out to the mom who looks weary at Walmart or the girl that you run into in the grocery store. Uh, God's word has the answers. And so when you feel blindsided by a problem, go to God's word, Joshua 1, 9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you where? Wherever you go. Isaiah 41, I said, I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord, your God, I'm holding you. And I say to you, do not be afraid. I'm here to help you. Ephesians 6 reminds us that we are in a spiritual battle. We don't fight against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and evil spirits in heavenly places. This is the Bible telling us, you guys, wake up. This is what's really at stake. And you can lean into God's promises. God understands uh, he's not going to leave you. And so uh, check it out. Bible Promises for Moms, just $2.99. Uh, it's a pocket-sized book of scriptures. It's got hundreds of Bible promises that are relevant to the needs of every single one of you listening. And I have interwoven those with personal reflections and uh, some short devotions. And I want to encourage you today. So Bible Promises for Moms, you can check it out anywhere books are sold. And I hope those of you who have little indie um, bookstores will carry it also. Bible Promises for Moms available from Tyndale or you can go to HeidiStJohn.com. And again, if you can buy, you know, 10 of them or even five of them, do it. I'm telling you what, you're going to you're gonna encourage somebody a lot just by encouraging them with God's word, because that's where encouragement is found. And I believe that when I say encourage, which I say all the time, the, the, the root word of that obviously is what? It's courage. It takes courage to be a true Christian. And I don't see a lot of courage in the world right now. I, I certainly don't see it in the church. Uh, it's going to take courage, you guys, to walk with the Lord in the days to come. Courage to remain in the Lord because you're going to have people that are going to try to pull you away from it. People are going to say, oh, you're a homophobe or you're a bigot or you're a transphobe or whatever. If you if you stay to the truth of God's word, they're going to tell you that you hate people. If you say, hey, the virus has a 99.9% survival rate, you don't need to wear the mask, hey, cut it out. They're going to tell you that you want people to die. And it's going to take courage amid moral corruption and confusion. The world, which is full of rebellion and misery. Some people, and we're watching this right now playing out in Washington, D.C., think that it's that disobeying the law is showing courage. But you guys, the contrary is true. It's a whole lot easier to rebel than it is to obey. A whole lot easier to follow society with its customs and traditions than to stand firm for what is right in God's sight. In plain language, it takes courage to be a Christian. And courage is the opposite of fear. It's acting against fear. President Roosevelt once said that all we have to fear is fear itself. But how can you stop being fearful? How, how, can, you, how can you stop doing that? Well, you look to the Lord. As a church, we need more courage. And it has to be, you know, these people that are that are hell-bent, and I mean it, they are hell-bent because what we are talking about right now in the culture is demonic. They believe that they're on a righteous crusade, and that's what makes us so dangerous. 
they believe that if they have to force you into um, confessing that whatever it is, confessing that there's more than two genders or, you know, or renouncing your faith in God or, or saying that you believe that what God says is true is actually a lie. This comes because uh, they believe that they are in a righteous crusade to move towards progress. They call this progress. This is what we first heard the term, really a lot of us progressivism from Barack Obama, who claimed to be a progressive. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? What's a progressive? I thought we just had, uh, you know, uh, Republicans and Democrats. Well, it turns out that is so yesterday. We don't just have Republicans and Democrats. We've got uh, leftists and progressives and we are, we're in trouble as a nation. You guys have been hearing me say this, but the Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, that God has chosen the foolish and the weak things of this world to confound those who are mighty in their own eyes. But God has not called the cowards of the world to confuse and confound the mighty. And so you, we, I want you to keep this in mind. We talked about this in Revelation the other day, how God cares that you are um, acting in his spirit in courage. A true Christian is actually a soldier. But have you guys ever seen a good soldier who lacked courage? Hello? These are the these are what the great movies are made out of, right? Guys who on the front lines were like, hey, no, I can't handle it anymore. And they either betrayed their people or they walked off the battlefield in the middle of a, a fierce fighting. And when Jesus Christ came, he came with a message of courage. He said in Mark 1 15, the time was fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. That took courage, and he was killed for it. But this is the message. This is the reason why we can have hope. The prophets of old were men of courage and women of courage. When God told Joshua to begin the battle to enter the promised land, here's how we started. Be strong and of good courage. And parents, you can't pass on what you don't possess. This is why I keep telling you, take off your mask. Take off the face diaper. It takes courage to walk into a grocery store without one right now. Trust me when I say But boy, we're teaching our kids not to live by lies, not to live by lies. And right now we are living as in the days of Noah. It had to have taken incredible courage for Noah to accomplish his job in the in light of people ridiculing him for years and years. They thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's not going to rain. God's not going to send you know rain. That's ridiculous. Oh, you believe there's a there's a, a giant uh, god up there? Oh okay. The the Bible records that they never ceased ridiculing him. It took courage for him to accomplish what God had asked him to do and wait patiently for the fulfillment of God's promise. And that's where we are right now. We are waiting patiently for the fulfillment of God's promise. And believe me, he will make good on his promise. Christ said to his disciples, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my heavenly father only. But as the days of Noah were, so are the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until that day when Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. That's Matthew twenty four thirty six to 39. And then he added in verse 39, so also will the coming of man be. People might make fun of you right now, but when the Lord returns and when the prophecies have all been fulfilled, they won't be laughing anymore. 
And we are living right now in a world that was just as corrupt as Noah, as Noah's world was. We are living in a modern day Babylon. People deny God. They break his law. They mock his word. They defy his authority. They say that up is down and down is up and good is evil and evil is good. And we're being tested right now. And I think it is tragic that in this incredible time of testing that we are going through right now, we're watching so many people that we once respected show themselves to be cowards and weak with, without the ability to persevere and stay true to God's word to the end. And that's what we want to be like. We want to be like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the firing furnace of Daniel, right? And prove that we're not going to serve other gods. We're not going to bow down to their, to their God of their fake science, right? We've made a God out of science in the culture right now. But God wants us to be men and women of courage. The Bible is filled with examples of men and women who developed their courage as they did what? As they walked out in obedience. Uh, my grandmother used to say, Heidi, you can do anything, just do it afraid. And some of you guys are, are shaking in your boots right now. I got a message from a young mom the other day that she could hardly come out of her bedroom because she's just so upset. Listen, God's going to take care of us. There are a whole lot of us right now. And if we suffer, we're going to suffer together. And I don't know about you, but I take some comfort in that. So we need to be watchful. Right? First Corinthians 16, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. That's an amazing warning. And it's also incredibly encouraging, isn't it? When you, when you teach your children what it looks like to walk with God, you're teaching them some very important truths about what it means to be a Christian. First, you're teaching them that this is not, God didn't say, be courageous if you want to. He said, be strong and courageous. These are commands. They're not suggestions. Don't allow fear of men to paralyze you. Confront it. Knowing that the Lord of Heaven's armies is on your side. Knowing that the truth will eventually prevail. This is what drove Bonhoeffer to do what he did. By the way, one of you wrote in the other day, and you asked me if I had any suggestions for uh, reading good books to your kids. And I, I absolutely do. And in fact, I'm going to make a phone call to a friend of mine and see if I can put together some sets for you guys. Uh, biographies of people who particularly who stood firm during persecution. But those books are found, and I'll link back to them in the show notes today, at YWAM, YWAM, Stout Truth, uh, Youth with a Mission, YWAM Publishing. And we have read these biographies to our kids for over 20 years. They're wonderful. Stories of people that followed God, no matter the repercussions, they shared their faith, they stayed true to the end, and they knew that they knew that they knew that their home was not on this earth, that they were looking forward to a city that comes, whose author uh, and builder an architect is God. It's important. It's really important. You're also teaching your children that the Bible, the Bible says that courage says that we're actually rooted in the Lord Jesus. That the winds may blow and the rain may fall down and it, and the winds might beat upon that house, but because it's firmly planted, rooted in the, in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus, it stood the test and it stood the trial and it stands in stark contrast to the world's definition of what they think a Christian should be. 
You guys, when we became born again and we said, we're going to take, we're going to, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. A lot of us didn't recognize that we were going to be crucified by people who didn't agree with us. But right now, we're living in a time when I believe that your your faith is going to be publicly challenged. Stand for what God says to stand for. Don't be silent. There are courageous Christians who are willing to risk their lives and compromise their livelihoods to defend the values that they believe in. And that is what God asked us to do. In Matthew 16, starting in verse 24, Jesus said this, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? And you guys, as we enter into this sort of new era of our country, and we're going to continue to pray and we will continue to fight. But I believe that this threat of persecution and the challenge to what we live by, the creed that we live by as followers of Jesus Christ is going to be challenged right now. And it's important that we take up our cross and we follow Jesus and we demonstrate courage because that will encourage our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. This stuff is real. I found some really great articles uh, on courage. If you if you want to read them, I'll link back to a couple of them in the show notes today. But I'm just going to encourage you, uh, like I've never encouraged you before, be strong and courageous. Defend the faith. Live not by lies. And then trust that God will defend you. God is your defender. Right, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You are safe. It doesn't mean always that, that your physical body is safe, all right? It means, and this is what, uh, what we learn as we study the book of Revelation, those of us who know the Lord Jesus are saved from the second death. There's a first death that we all die unless, we, unless we're raptured first, right? There's a first death that we're all going to die. The second death is the one that there is no recovering from. The second death is the one where your soul dies. And your soul, if you know the Lord Jesus, then you'll spend eternity with him. And if you don't, the Bible says that you'll be cast into the lake of fire where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and sorrow forever. And I keep hearing pastors say, oh, that's, you know, that hell stuff is not real. Uh, I beg to differ. There will come a point when we don't have an opportunity to choose anymore. And right now you have an opportunity and I'm just going to encourage you again to follow Jesus. We can't give our kids what we don't have. I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, challenge you like I did yesterday to a place of walking rightly with the Lord. Are we going to get it perfectly while we're here on this earth? No. But for those of you who are watching things which offend the heart of God, you're watching them on cable television or on Netflix, if you're still giving your money to that horrible institution. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be pornography to be uh, repugnant to the the one who made you. Some of us are hiding those secret sins, you know. Uh, I told you guys, I've been asking the Lord, just help me, show me, convict me, Lord, show me. And he's been doing it. And I've been having some hard conversations with the Lord, some things that he's asking me to give up. Why? Because I want my life to be pleasing to him. And I don't have it all together. I wish I could sit here and say, yeah, I figured it out. 
but I don't. I'd love it if you guys would pray for me. Let's pray for each other. Speaking of praying for each other, I want to thank you guys for praying for me. I have had both of my eyes operated on now, and uh, I'm doing pretty good. A little bit of a a little bit of a hiccup, but nothing that we can't overcome. And if you guys need a recommendation for someone who does amazing work with LASIK and cataracts in particular, reach out to me. I'd be happy to send them along to you. Honestly, one of the best uh, eye surgeons, I think, anywhere in the United States and done a great job with me for the first time in years and years. I don't have reading glasses anymore, so that's exciting. I'm still kind of taking it a little bit easy, and uh, but uh, overall, I mean, I could not be more thrilled. I just had my eyes examined yesterday, and I have 20-20 vision. It's a little cloudy and a little fuzzy, but it's getting better every day, and uh, I can see amazingly. Without those cataracts, you guys, I can see white whites and blue blues and contrast and it's amazing so um and the lord provided miraculously for that surgery to be done so i want to just say thanks for those of you who've been praying for us we really appreciate it we love it if you guys would leave reviews for the podcast we're trying to get to ten thousand reviews my uh, facebook page has been censored my instagram and my facebook page i'm not really on other social media platforms because i just don't have time to really figure it out this is where you will find me uh, is at the Heidi St. John podcast and at Mom Strong International, where we are leading women uh, to know God's word and to pass it on to the next generation. So starting in the month of February, we are releasing a study that's just for teens. It's actually not a separate study from the um, the Bible study. What we want them to do is do that study with you. And then there's a separate, uh, there's a separate sort of conversation starter where we're going to go a little bit deeper with the teens, kind of digging into faith and culture, pop culture, what's happening in the world around them, how the Bible relates to it. And I think you're going to find it's a great conversation starter. So this is a wonderful time for you to join us at Mom Strong International. You can download the scripture writing challenge. And uh, I believe in the month of February, I'm not entirely sure uh, exactly how we're going to do it, but um, the Teen Strong study will come out and we're going to continue to do Kids Strong, continue to do the scripture writing challenge. The cost of the study is going up a little bit in February. And I think you guys will agree you're getting uh, a whole lot of bang for your buck. So we appreciate you guys and your support of this ministry. That is probably the best way you can do it is by becoming a member of Mom Strong International and studying the word with us. We have a writing team now that consists of about three, uh, three main writers and six ancillary writers. We've got some editors on payroll now, which is really helping. And uh, we greatly, greatly appreciate that support and your willingness to just really want to dig into the word. So we love you guys. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. Uh, and remember what uh, and remember what God commands of you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified because the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. That is Deuteronomy 31.6. We love you guys. Have a great weekend and I'll see you back here for Mailbox Monday. I'll meet you at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.